Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Thursday, Major League Baseball will officially be back. And I saw some testing data that I was pretty impressed by. Uh, and you know, you guys know that math is never my absolute strong suit. But I do think it's worth mentioning that the MLS, the NHL, and the NBA yesterday announced a total of 4,170 tests if I'm not mistaken, that they have taken place uh, over the past several days. And among that number, just two players or executives or uh, assistants or staff members were positive in the entirety of all three of those leagues. That's pretty extraordinary. Again, to uh, to reiterate, and I'll, I'll I'll make sure I get the number right, but I believe I have with the math, 4,170 players or staff of the MLS, the NHL, and the NBA were announced to have been tested independently in all three of these sports for the coronavirus, and only two people out of 4,170 tested positive. So 
there were a lot of people out there who said, oh my God, you can never bring back sports. The overall testing is going to be so much negativity associated with it. We're never going to be able to play all these things. That's MLS, NHL, and the NBA. And I should mention that Major League Baseball is also having minimal to non-existent positive test rates as well. Now, the NFL players, uh, it appears, have reached an agreement on essentially their return to training camp. And reports are there will be no preseason games at all. But the NFL players yesterday for the Texans and for the Chiefs, the rookies began to arrive. So they begin the process for most of the NFL rookies today where the players are just going to show up, get tested, turn around, and go back home. But we are rapidly coalescing towards everyone returning. And it appears that all of these leagues are doing a pretty good job of figuring out how to test players and how to deal with any positives they might have initially and then limit the spread of this virus. And that is an incredible positive as it pertains to the return of sports. Um, And uh, so we've got Major League Baseball, MLS, NHL, NBA, and uh, NFL all in the next few days officially coming back together and beginning the process of uh, of the sports themselves. So this, I believe, is a, uh, is a pretty strong positive as you look at all of the details. And remember, MLS was a little bit of a mess early on because they had issues, I believe it was with the Dallas and the Nashville team, if, uh, if I was not mistaken. Uh, but they announced again yesterday that 1,168 tests had been administered to 1,106 individuals July 18th and 19th at their host hotel in Florida, uh, and they had zero new confirmed positives and zero from any uh, any of the new teams that are now uh, involved and not participating at Nashville and at Dallas as well. So effectively, the MLS has wiped out the virus. The NHL is close to wiping out the virus. Uh, The NFL is beginning that process, but Major League Baseball and the NBA are both close to wiping out the virus among their players as well. So all of this is uh, is a tremendous positive as we move forward. Now, I wanted to also hit you with, well, let me bring in the crew. Uh, Danny G, you remember, uh, you remember when everybody was saying, oh my God, this is going to be impossible. There's no way it's going to take place. It's amazing how quickly things have shifted. I almost hear no criticism of these leagues or these sports for deciding to come back at all. Now, do you hear any criticism at all? No, nothing right now. I mean, the headlines are zero positives out of 346 tested in NBA bubble. Yep. What's awesome about the bubble working, this for a fact was the first radio show in the country having the idea of doing a bubble. You were laughed at when you presented that By idea. By Petros, who will be on in yes. hour three. He came on and he ridiculed uh, me at the very idea of it. Now the And now to be fair... Uh, the NHL is doing a form of a bubble, it appears, in Canada, but Major League Baseball isn't. Uh, Major League Baseball is allowing these guys to have normal existence. They're staying at home 
Uh, they're trying to limit their overall, uh, you know, theoretical exposure to the larger community, but they're playing every day uh, as they get ready for the official start of Major League Baseball season in two days. And so it's interesting to me, we'll see, and we've talked a lot about this, the different methods and manners through which they are deciding to go. Uh, but, uh, but, but I do think it's, it's really intriguing to break down and see exactly how this is going to end up going. Yeah, and I guess the MLB is a better test for the rest of us civilians who are coming to work at our jobs every day and, you know, not getting COVID-19 since they're not going to be in the bubble. They're kind of with the rest of us who have been working throughout this entire experience. Yeah, and the NFL is not going to be in a bubble either, and they're beginning the process, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of, as Dr. Chow has talked about, I mean, there should be an expectation that there will be several players on each team who are testing positive right now. Uh, they'll be isolated, they'll be treated, and then they'll go into training camp once they pass those tests. I'm sure there'll be a lot of, oh my God, look at how many positives there are, just like there were in the NBA, just like there were in Major League Baseball or the NHL or MLS. And then they'll figure out who's positive. None of those people will probably know that they're positive at all because they're mostly asymptomatic. And then they'll get better. And they'll go back in, and and odds are that the overall infection rate will decline pretty precipitously uh, once everybody starts uh, knowing whether or not they have it. Now, positive in the NFL front is uh, the uh, – I've been saying this for a long time. I think one thing we could take away, although I know that the owners are going to want these games to take place, that is actually a positive from the coronavirus in general is it managed to eliminate the NFL preseason And so as a result, the first time we're going to see an NFL game on the field is, I believe, September 10th. I believe that's the date that's right. You guys can check me on it. Uh, That opening Thursday night football game between the Chiefs and the Texans will be the first time we have an opportunity to actually see anybody take the field for an NFL game. And what exactly that will look like remains to be seen. How many fans will be allowed to be in attendance But by the way, NASCAR has sort of slowly been uh, introducing fans back. I saw where the Indy 500, which I believe is going to take place in August in Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken, late August, is planning on having a Super Bowl-sized crowd. I saw the quotes. So 65,000 to 100,000 people sort of distanced there as a a way to watch the, uh, the Indy 500. I don't know what the total numbers are going to be, and I know that in the state of New York, they announced the Giants and, uh, sorry, in the state of New Jersey, they announced that the Giants and Jets, who are both New York teams, but they play in New Jersey as well as Rutgers, would be required to have 500 or fewer fans, and most people's reaction was to make fun of the idea that Rutgers would ever have more than 500 fans, which is kind of funny Uh, in and of itself. That was the easy joke to be made, Uh, but by and large, I am seeing a lot of sudden optimism out there about the ability of sports to come back and to play, and all of that is working very much uh, in favor of, I think, a return to normalcy in this country in general. Dub, are you also picking up on all these signs of optimism? Again, 4,170 players, athletes, uh, support staff tested in the MLS, the NHL, and the NBA, just two positives, both in the NHL. Basically, that is an incredible sign for the return of sports. And again, the two MLS teams that had issues in Dallas and in Nashville are both now uh, uh, COVID clean. 
as well. Uh, but Dub, uh, are you in agreement here with everybody else that we're moving in this direction in a really rapid fashion? Yeah, this is obviously awesome news. And you asked Danny G, or you said that there hasn't been much uh, criticism of anything. Well, it's hard to criticize those numbers. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. There's only been that few tests with uh, that few positive tests among all those leagues. That's awesome news. And I think it's good news for college football as well. We had Greg Sankey on last week and he shared some positive details about some of their tests going on. So I think just overall, when you're looking at the broad scope of sports returning, we are on the right track. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think Roberto is in. Roberto, are you hearing much negativity or people seem like uh, they're kind of embracing this in general? No, I, I think they're definitely embracing it. You know, I knew these leagues would eventually get going. I mean, too much money involved. And if they could play soccer in Europe and then play baseball in South Korea and in Japan, it's like I knew eventually the leagues were going to get going here. Yeah, and we'll figure out exactly what best practices are. And again, there's a difference in how different teams and different leagues are responding. Right now, the MLS is in a bubble but they're going to leave that bubble sooner rather than later, if I'm not mistaken, and go and start to play their season in all of their locations around the country. Uh, We know Major League Baseball is staying at home and they're playing in the home field vicinity uh, of, you know, they're trying to limit the overall amount of travel, but they're going to be in their home field environments as well. The NFL is going to be in a home field environment. And the NBA is the only team that in America is going to stay full-time in a bubble-like environment. And then if I'm not mistaken, and I haven't looked at a lot of the details coming out of the NHL, but I believe they're in two different cities in Canada. And so they have a bubble-like environment, although it's not as intense as the one that exists in the NBA uh, there as well. So it will be intriguing to follow exactly which of these situations receives the most attention going forward, but should also mention that NASCAR doesn't have a bubble environment, and I don't believe, I know they have Fight Island, but I don't believe for the UFC fighters that are in the United States there's any particular restrictions on how exactly they're allowed to move about either. So what's encouraging as well as is it may not necessarily be a uh, policy that everybody has to adopt that's the exact same, it seems like many of these teams and athletes are smart enough to be able to have their normal lifestyle and existence in their hometowns and not have to go into the bubble environment like all everybody is at the NBA. But this will be something that is interesting to follow. The NBA certainly would be expected to have fewer positives going forward than anywhere else because of this bubble situation. But it may be that many of these leagues are not necessarily going to have very many positives anyway. Again, going to be very, very interesting to follow. I'm going to open up phone lines, 877-996-6369, 877-996-6369. We'll take your calls reacting uh, to any of, uh, any of the return of sports questions you might have. I'll talk about why I believe college football is also going to be coming back when we return and also the importance of high school sports, high school football in particular, as many different states are making decisions. The state of California, for instance, saying we're not going to play in the fall semester. That seems to be a substantial minority opinion across the country, although Virginia has also made that same decision, which seems like a bad one in my opinion. I'll explain why. But many other states, Georgia and Florida among them, I saw last night announcing that they will begin practice on Monday, uh, so six days from now on July 27th, 
the state of Georgia, for instance, planning on a full high school football season. And I think that's going to become a reality. I know uh, in Iowa, Nebraska, I could run through South Dakota, a lot of different states that have officially announced that they're going to have a normal high school football season. And I think that is going to become the standard situation across the country for most states, notwithstanding the decisions uh, that have been made uh, in California and Virginia, which I believe you can uh, you can let me know. You can call in if there are any other states that have officially said we're not playing in the fall. I haven't seen them. Uh, I think that's going to be a minority opinion. But again, the number 877-996-6369. I am Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Also, we had a few kneelers in Major League Baseball. I'm not really going to spend very much time on it. We'll have a discussion about that uh, over the course of today's uh, program as well. And then, as always, we're going to be joined by Petros Papadakis in Hour 3. All that's still to come. I'm Clay Travis. Encourage you right now to go sign up for the OutKick VIP. We've got thousands of you guys signing up for the OutKick VIP right now. We're doing all sorts of cool stuff with it. Myself and Jason Whitlock, are doing weekly Zoom calls. If you go to the OutKick VIP message board, which you have access to and which is becoming a very active place, you can go get the details on those weekly Zoom calls and be able to hang out with us. Uh, There is a a lot going on there that I think you guys will enjoy. You get the ability to uh, go out and comment on all of our articles. You also get the ability to call the VIP phone line, not have to wait in line to be able to be heard when we open up phones like we are doing here. 877-996-6369. That is the phone number for most people. You get a special VIP phone line. You can sometimes hear Danny G uh, letting people on for that reason. All of it's great. We appreciate all of you. We are growing like gangbusters with everything OutKick related, and that is going to continue on into the future. July, we are on track for the greatest month in the history of the program. A lot to get into. We're opening up phone lines. Much to discuss. It's all very positive. The return of sports officially underway with the Major League Baseball games beginning on Thursday. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Let's go ahead and start taking some of your calls. Uh, Dub, who's up first? Uh, we got Peyton in North Carolina. Peyton, what you got for me? Hey, Clay, how you doing this morning? Excellent. How about you? I'm doing very well. I'm actually on my way into work right now. Um, I, you know, I was listening to your show about what you were saying uh, with teams uh, returning to play. I actually work uh, for a USL Championship soccer team. Uh, we're in the second division, um, and. Last Saturday, we started playing games across the league in our home markets with fans. Yes. Um, How many fans are allowed? I, uh, we had a uh, call. I think Frank Isola last week talked about the fact that he had seen that. How many people are showing up for games? Well, so it depends on where you are. Uh, so, like, here in North Carolina, we actually can't have any fans yet. Uh, our governor pushed back for two again. Uh, but just depending on where you are on the league, I know in Louisville, Kentucky, I think they were approved for up to 65% capacity um, in a 15,000-seat stadium. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think – I think they're limiting it to about 30% right now, but that's just the club's decision. Um, however, I kind of wanted well, – I got a memo from our league yesterday um, about testing and whatnot. Uh, our team, personally, we've been tested three times. Um but we got a memo from the league yesterday that said USL Championship can confirm that 2,357 2, tests were administered to 1,227 players and staff uh, with nine positive tests from 18. So, with how, so you're, breaking, you're breaking up how many? Nine positive? Nine positive. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that. So, okay, um, th- thanks for the call. So it's a tiny number for them as well. Uh, appreciate the call. And it's interesting. I didn't know that they were having fans back present, um, but that is uh, that is an intriguing uh, example as well. Again, the NASCAR events continue to have 
tens of thousands of people back, and it's like people aren't even talking about it. Now, I, I, I have been saying for months that I don't really care about fans being in the stands, right? I mean, that, that may just be me. I, I just I genuinely don't care if the games are able to be watched on television. That's all I really care about. And I say that as someone who has season tickets to the NFL, I've never really understood the obsession with whether fans are going to be back or not. As long as I can watch the game on television, I'm fine. And having said that, it appears that many different places are going to not only be playing, they're going to have fans back. And I understand that is important for many people as a return to normalcy. But for me, if you told me right now, hey, uh, if you want to watch the NFL or college football, all the games will be played, but there will be no fans present, I would sign those papers in a heartbeat and not even think twice about it. Who's up next, Dub? We got Nick in New York. Nick, what you got for me? Hey, Clay, how are you doing? I'm sitting with my nephew out here. Uh, We're in Ocean City. I just want to say I made the switch from the mothership to you guys. Two years ago, I'll never go back. Appreciate that. A lot lot of people have abandoned ESPN and are going to continue to abandon ESPN for us. I see the ratings. I see the downloads. I see everything else. You guys are coming from somewhere, and I think a lot of you are coming with me. Yeah. No problem. My nephew's eight years old. He said, how many people are going to hear this? Like 500? Oh, he's nine. He's saying 500. I said, oh, buddy, you, you better jump the numbers. Yeah. I'm a, a funeral director up in New York. I'm telling you, the numbers are skewed. I a DM'd you a death certificate that I had, just the bottom portion. With the coronavirus, they're saying people are dying, and they're saying it'll say breast cancer, hypertension, and then suspected COVID as a third cause. Yeah. And those people are getting lumped in all the numbers, and that's why they are skyrocketing New York. And it, and, and just like you say, and every everyone else, not everyone else, but it, it's to scare people. The numbers are skewed. They are. Love listening, and we'll keep listening. Well, tell your nine-year-old that you said nephew, I think it was. Yes. Tell him I said yep. hi, and a little bit more than 500 people hi. just heard. Hi. How, you're nine years old. When's your birthday? July 2nd. Okay, so you just had a birthday. That's why your uncle got it confused a little bit, but it's a big deal. You're getting ready. I've got a nine-year-old, too. You know, once you go to two hands for how old you are, that's a big step. You'll be in two hands for a long time, so enjoy this year. Yep. All right. You better. I got him a nice present, though. There you go. Uncle's taking care of you. guys have a good uh, good morning. Appreciate it. Uh, who's up next, Dub? Uh, we got the two-hand move, by the way. Two hands a big deal. You remember being nine years old? where you get used to, like, how old are you? You got the one hand when you're going up to five, and then you go, uh, you turn nine, and you get to nine. You get to ten, you're going to be in that double-digit day range for a very long time. I got a nine-year-old, too. I was telling him that the other day. Turns ten in September. I'm saying that's a big deal. It's a big deal to go to the double hands in terms of how old you are. Who's up next, Dub? Uh, we got Blue in Kentucky. Blue, my boy Blue. What you got for me? All right, Clay, yeah. I work. I usually don't work on Monday, so you probably covered this yesterday, and I didn't hear it. But I want your take on this, um, whether how positive or negative you think it is. With the NFL players coming out on social media and what seemed to be a leverage push that had a lot more to do with with money and future caps than it really did with health. How how much did you see that as a leverage play or a are a concern for football not starting when we expect it. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to be too worried about the NFL. I, I think the NFL is going to play on September 10th 
on the opening Thursday of the season. And, uh, and I believe the players want to be there. I think the owners want them to be playing. I think they want to play a regular season. And so, I, I, look, I, I understand the point of using social media to publicly negotiate, but I don't think that the, uh, the players and the owners are that far apart here. And I also like to think that they got a little bit of a lesson learned in terms of how messy that Major League Baseball negotiation was before the commissioner finally just came out and said, screw it, you guys are playing 60 games. We go to the Outkick VIP, Danny G, who's up? We have Logan in Iowa. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, he just dropped. Oh, good start for the VIP there, Come on, so. Logan. Yeah, I know. Who's up next, Dub? All right, last one on this end, we got Kent in South Carolina. Kent, what you got for me? Hey, Clay, I want to thank you and your crew and the uh, the staff you're building. It is amazing because um, us Americans really need this. Uh, we need the truth. Right now, it's like the old West when the law doesn't take care of something, they send that the mob in to take care of to to um, punish people. Yeah, and that's why I think that that's going to be in. And I, if you ever see that movie, Any Given Sunday. Oh yeah, football movie. Yeah, it's uh, a great movie. You got a lot of yeah. You got a lot of these reporters, so-called reporters and analysts that are acting like that reporter on that movie. Yeah, look, and uh, you know they. Sorry, you can continue. And that you, okay, your staff that you have built and that you're still building is fantastic. And we do appreciate everything you do by the bottom of our hearts. And we want to thank y'all. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for the call. I mean, it's funny, Danny G. Do you uh, remember when we started this show, like almost five years ago now, how much negativity we would get when we opened up the phone lines? I'm sure you do. I certainly oh, yeah. do. Yeah. Now it's like, I just, I mean, we our, now our, people our, kiss your butt. Well, but the audience <laughs> has exploded in terms of the number of people who listen every day, but the amount of positivity we get, we need to do an old, for old time's sake, I hate you, Clay Travis, we almost get no negativity now. Yeah, and that's why we had to discontinue that segment. Yeah, people ask. For people out there who are old school listeners on OutKick, we used to do a segment called I Hate You, Clay Travis, where people could call in and talk about all the reasons why they hated me, but now it's like I'm America's sweetheart. I wouldn't phones. go that far. Every time we open up the phones, <laughs> people call in and talk about how much they love me and how much they love the show all over the nation. It's wild. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it is interesting. And some people, I actually want to get your feedback on this. Do you feel like I do that many people in the sports media have been embracing the negative as if they are rooting for sports not to come back. Because some people criticize me for pointing this out. But it seems to me that the average sports media member, I want to hear from you guys. Do you feel like the people that you follow on social media or maybe some of the people that you read in traditional sports media, that's people who make a living doing what we do, have actually been more negative by far than you would have anticipated 
when it comes to covering the coronavirus. I want to hear your opinion on that. 877-996-6369. We're going to take a lot of calls today, uh, allow you guys to uh, to give us feedback. I didn't book any guests in the first or second hour of the show today uh, because I wanted to be able to go to the phones and just hang out and hear from you guys, uh, which we haven't necessarily done that much uh, recently. Do you guys agree, Danny G., that there's been a tremendous amount of negativity about the coronavirus, not just from regular media, but from sports media in general over the course of the past several months? I've definitely heard it. And I kind of feel like it's because some people on sports shows don't want to be wrong about sports returning. In other words, they think they're kind of going out on a limb a little bit. They don't want to be embarrassed if sports don't come back at the time where, you know, we're saying it's going to come back. Whereas our show, we don't care about that, right? I mean, we talked about how many games we thought MLB would miss way back when, you know, months months ago. I I told you months ago, I said, look, we're going to have, usually we have a big vacation in the summer where it goes totally dead, right? Um, And I told you months ago, that that wasn't going to happen this year and that by late July, I thought we would be firing on all cylinders and we're now poised to have literally, I mean, this is not hyperbole, the busiest August and September in the history of American sports when you look at the calendar and how much will be packed into it. And look, October is always super busy, uh, but it'll be busy for about half the time as well. But literally, we've never seen anything like this. And so uh, I feel like it's, it's you know, the what I've been calling the Corona Bros in the sports media have been hyper negative about everything. And when I start off the show by pointing out that there were 4,170 tests yesterday in the MLS, the NHL, and the NBA, and they were just too positive, and they were both in the NF- NHL, it's really hard to even find any negativity out there right now. I guess you can say, hey, college football hasn't officially announced that they are coming back. But by and large, there's almost no negativity, right? I mean, and so I think that disconnect between what fans want and the way that the media in sports has covered it is pretty all-encompassing, that gap between what fans expect, and what the media does. We'll take some of your calls on this. We'll continue to react. I appreciate all of you spending your uh, Tuesday, got to be careful, spending your Tuesday morning with us. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you aren't missing anything at all. Uh, I checked this morning. We've got three podcasts highly ranked across the entire nation. This radio show, our Wins and Losses podcast. If you're a fan of Ben Shapiro, and I know a lot of you are, Uh, We did a long-form interview with him as he's got a new book that's coming out. And uh, I think you'll enjoy that. That's a part of our wins and losses uh, breakdown. Encourage you to to go check that out. And uh, also my Outkick the Show that I do on Periscope and Twitter uh, video every single day. That show continues to explode as well. That's all a credit to you guys and spreading the news and spreading the message. When we come back, a few more calls. 877-996-6369. And uh, at the top of hour two, I'm going to discuss Major League Baseball had a few people kneeling. Is it even a story? Like, I'll, I'll take some of your calls on that, too, when we get into hour two. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be uh, good news out there if you're just waking up, if you got your alarm set to wake up to my voice. And by the way, why wouldn't you uh, have that set up? We had uh, yesterday 4,170 people tested for the coronavirus in the MLS, in the NHL, and the NBA. That's players and staff surrounding teams. There were two positive tests both in the NHL. Again, that's the MLS, the NHL, and the NBA. 4,170 of them, just two positives 
in the entirety of those leagues. That is pretty fantastic news beyond question about the return of sports, which will officially be back for Major League Baseball next uh, two days from now on Thursday. And then we will talk about that uh, the NBA and the NHL will be next up. And we already have NFL teams starting to have their players come back, be tested. No preseason football, it doesn't appear, in the NFL, which I think almost every fan out there is like, hallelujah, that's fine with me. The NFL preseason four-game uh, situation was absurd in the first place, which means the first NFL game we will get will probably be the first NFL game of the season on the opening Thursday night of the year on September 10th between the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. So a lot of positivity there. Uh, and that is where we are headed. We're about to be joined by Petros Papadakis. Encourage you to go back. We opened up phone lines, took a ton of calls in the first two hours, read and a message from a uh, high school football coach about why high school football matters. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Uh, a lot of good reaction rolling in from that, as always. And uh, I want to continue to say that uh, optimist win, and there are a lot of reasons for optimism as it pertains to the return of sports in general. Uh, all right, but another sport that's coming back Saturday, WNBA. We had MLS trivia. I hate to brag or draw attention to myself, but I got five out of the six questions right, proving myself to be the greatest expert in MLS uh, sports in the entirety of media. And so today, Danny G, you have put together a quiz for me on the WNBA. Yes, one of your favorite sports, so I'm sure you're also going to get five out of six correct here, right? Are we have six questions? Six questions uh, for the WNBA. Let's go with number one. All right. Do we have music right, here? here for the? Go. There we go. The Jeopardy music in the background here as I demonstrate, much like happened with the MLS, that I am the greatest fan of the WNBA Man, that has ever existed. I have to admit, that was a shocker how yes. well you did with soccer. Now, what are the odds going to be here for your WNBA Well, I, I need to hear the, the quality of the question. Is it multiple choice again? It is. ABC. Okay. So I, I should get two out of six just from you know, like random guessing, right? If you've ever been a kid and you got those scan, do they still have the scantrons in school? I'm not sure. You remember the scantron? Yeah, I think they do. Remember like you'd get the scantron and you'd go through and then like you would uh, you would answer your questions yep. and everything else. C, uh, C, Yeah, C, right. If you C. had no clue, <laughs> you had that strategy, like do you tree it, you know, like Christmas tree it where you're just like making Christmas trees with your answers? Do you stick like, hell, I'm just going to go with, you know, the same letter every single time? Do you try to guess? Uh, all right, let's see how I do. All so right. I should statistically get two. Number one. Which WNBA team won four championships in a row from 97 through 2000? A, Phoenix Mercury, B, Houston Comets, or C, New York Liberty? I feel pretty good about this. I think it was the Houston Comets. I think they were a dynasty. I think they had uh, a bunch of big-name players. Houston is the answer. Yep, gave you an easy one to start. Big That's not really that easy. I don't think most of my listeners knew that, but I they did have that. a big three, and I remember hearing about that back in the day. Cheryl Swoops, yeah, Cynthia Cooper, and Tina Thompson were Houston's. Big I actually three. remember all of those players. Swoops went to is at Texas Tech, I believe so. Somebody confirmed that maybe the greatest women's basketball player of all time. Oh, she was a baller. She was up there. Uh, all right, so one for one. All right, number two. 
Lisa Leslie was the first player in the WNBA to accomplish which feat here? A, she scored 3,000 points. B, she won back-to-back regular season MVP trophies. Or C, she won Rookie of the Year and a league championship in the same season. See, I was gonna, I was gonna go with dunk. Uh, so I would. Yeah, have, that was uh, too easy. I was gonna give you that. Did, did she dunk? She did. She yeah, was the right. first player to yeah. dunk in a right. WNBA. So I actually knew that. Uh, so give me my options here again because okay. I thought dunk was going to be, and I stopped listening. <laughs> first to score three thousand points. Yeah. First to win back-to-back regular season MVP trophies, or C, the first to win Rookie of the Year and a league championship in the same season. Uh, I'm going to go with C. Wrong. She was the first to score 3,000 points. Ah, That was my next choice. Yeah, she was also the first to dunk in a game, as you mentioned, and also the first WNBA player to ever win a regular season MVP, an all-star MVP, and playoffs MVP in the same season. Lisa Leslie. You can play along here, by the way. I don't think anybody's going to go six for six (laughs) unless Lisa Leslie is listening. Number three, in 2019, who was the WNBA's highest paid player? A, Candice Dupree, B, Jasmine Thomas, or C, Dewana Bonner? I honestly have never heard of any of I, these I could people. give you their teams if you think that'll help No, you. the team is not going to help. <laughs> I, I legitimately have never heard of any of these people. Did any of them get married and change their names? Not sure about that. <laughs> uh, All right, so tell, Candace, me, tell me. Candace Dupree of the Indiana Fever. Candace Dupree, never heard of her. Jasmine Thomas of the Connecticut Sun. Never heard of Jasmine Thomas either. Or C, Dewana Bonner of the Phoenix Mercury. Dewana Bonner. These are, uh, I am going to go with B. Jasmine Thomas, no. One out of three so far. Uh, C was the answer. Dewana Bonner. Highest salary in 2019, she made $127,500. That's So wait, the average kid graduating from a decent law school makes more money than the highest paid WNBA player? Well, they have raised the average now, but yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, I think like if you're graduating from a top law school now, you make more money as a 25-year-old attorney than the highest paid player in the entirety of the WNBA. That's pretty crazy. All right, who's up next? All right, number four. Which one of these cities was not one of the original eight in 1997 for the WNBA? A, Seattle, B, Charlotte, or C, Sacramento? Sacramento. Wrong. The Mon- Why in the world would one of the original eight teams be in Sacramento? Ah, <laughs> uh, the Monarchs were one of the uh, OG. Seattle is the answer. The Storm were added in 2000. The original eight were Charlotte, Cleveland, Houston, New York, LA, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Utah. I'm going to question the decision of Sacramento to be one of the locations. Because the Kings were good back in the day, that's why. Yeah, that's I said the other day on the show when we were talking about the Kings player who got uh, got left the quarantine that I legitimately have not watched a full Kings game since they had Weber, yep. Divock, and Mike Bibby. And I bet most people who are listening to me right now are like, yeah, you know what? I haven't <laughs> watched a full Kings game since then either. They well, haven't been relevant in 20 years. You've only gotten one out of four so far, so you yeah, got to at least good. get one of these last two here. Number five, which of the following players is from Australia? A, Nakisha Sales, B, Michelle Timms, or C, Teresa Weatherspoon? B. All right, good guess. Michelle Timms of Melbourne. She played for the Mercury from 97 to 2001 and was a great international player. She's considered to be one of Australia's greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah. 
Big Australian women's basketball fan here. <laughs> Had that one locked uh, in. All right, and finally, six. Let's see if you could end on a high note here. Who was the first female basketball player to have a shoe named after her? A, Cheryl Swoops, B, Candace Parker, or C, Swin Cash? Well, we said earlier that Swoops was the best player. I'm just not sure if it was too early for her to have gotten a shoe. I know Candace Parker because uh, I know the Lady Vols program decently at the University of Tennessee, so I know a lot of their players. Uh, but I'm going to go with Cheryl Swoops because I think they would have tried uh, to promote the WNBA as being equal to the NBA and try to bring out a women's shoe as early as possible. So I'm going swoops. Wow, I like the way you walked through that answer there. In fact, and I said the first female basketball player because she wasn't in the WNBA yet. It was in 1995. Nike released the first ever woman's signature shoe, the Air Swoops. And Air Swoops 2 was released just before the 96 Olympics. So do they, uh, what is the Air Swoops worth? Is that a collector's item now? Because, you know, like old sneakers are incredibly valuable. Yeah, I'm not a sneakerhead when it comes to WNBA shoes. I'll have to look that up. Uh, I did see some pictures of it. A couple followed in Swoops' footsteps. But uh, pretty cool that Nike released a shoe So what did I finish? Three out of six? Three out of six. I see some some of those shoes for $80. What was that? Eighty dollars. Eighty dollars. You can still eBay? buy them now. That's probably cheaper than they cost yeah, originally. Yeah, other places are like one sixty-eight. So. so the best value you can get on the Air Swoops is eighty dollars. Yeah, uh, that's good. All right. So, uh, are you uh, in? Would Dub? Would you have gotten more than six? Or more than three? Probably not. Well, I mean, you weren't playing along while you were sitting there watching the 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 process play out here. Well, I, I was kind of busy in the last couple minutes looking up the Air Swoops. I right. see if they got a size 13 for me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, when uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Petros Papadakis. Uh, usually he's topless, something for you to be excited about to start off your morning. By the way, did you guys see the naked protester? Yeah, she was hot. Pretty hot, right? Well, at least from what we can see from the back. Yeah. We had the pictures up at Outkick uh, of the, I guess, where is this, in Seattle or Portland? I'm I not sure which one. I think it was Portland. Yeah, one of the, basically the same place right now. Uh, they've been protesting for like 100 days in a row or whatever the heck it is in Seattle and Portland. And uh, this is at least a positive. As someone who is a First Amendment and boobs uh, aficionado, this is the first naked, attractive protester that I've seen. And I got to give, I, I would love, I wish we could call, have a cop call in I bet that had to make – imagine if you've been out in the streets of Seattle or Portland or wherever the heck it is for like – I mean, I think it's over 50 consecutive days now with people just protesting, yelling at you, throwing rocks, like doing what protesters do. And then finally – like this had to be like walking in the desert and finally finding the oasis because suddenly there's a completely unthreatening, fully nude, good-looking woman who's protesting against you. Yeah, and it was in Portland. That people are calling her Naked Athena. Yeah, Naked Athena. There are pictures of Naked Athena's protest up at Outkick. But I can you imagine the cops had to be like, thank you. If only all the protesters could be fully nude, good-looking women, this would make our jobs so much better. They've been getting thrown at a bunch of <laughs> blue-haired dudes and uh, and, and yeah. whatnot for 50 consecutive days, screaming, screw the pigs, we hate you, die, die, die. And finally, a naked chick shows up and just does nothing except just be naked in front of you. The article I read said that the line stopped. And I was thinking, yeah, I bet they, they stopped their yeah. course. They're staring at her. Yeah, and also they were probably thinking like I did when I was uh, in the shower when the, the one, you know, cleaning lady shows up. They're also like, well, we can't, 
we can't put our hands. Like, what are we going to do? We gonna oh, is that cleaning lady still around? Uh, the naked pro, uh, the cleaning lady still come in. It's not, I'm not sure if it's the same one. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, because uh, I'm not an expert on they, they they rotate through a bunch of different people, so I can't remember which one was. Uh, it's probably racist. Well, you to have me to, to explain remember. that very quickly for new listeners. Yeah, for new listeners out there in the middle of the Me Too movement, this has been a controversy in the house. So my wife has a cleaning service come, and uh, the cleaning service is mostly Hispanic women. In fact, all Hispanic women. Every single person who has cleaned my house has been a Hispanic woman for like the last five years at the cleaning service. And I think this was like a year ago or so. I got back from the gym and they were cleaning the house. And so I just went straight into my shower. And, you know, they, they, they start off on like uh, different areas of the house and they work their way around. And so, you know, I'm not really paying that much attention. I'm in the shower. And then the cleaning lady just walks in. And I'm like in the shower you know obviously naked and we have a full glass door so you can look right in at me and then she just starts cleaning like there's nothing like it's i mean there's nothing going on now like, was there steam in the shower it was like the window like yeah like you said with glass right your shower? i mean there's a little bit of sh- oh, a little so bit of steam i mean it's a hot right. shower but i mean you can look i mean first of all it's very loud <laughs> And secondly, it's a full length glass door. So, I mean, you can look right in and, I, and I'm naked. And so, like, I'm like, well, I, I mean, you know, it's one thing if my wife or my kids walk in. I don't know about your kids, but like basically anytime I'm on the toilet or in the shower, my kids decide that they have an issue they need to have oh, immediately yeah, yeah, resolved. Yeah, yeah. If you're a parent, the minute that you're like on the toilet or the minute you get in the shower, one of your kids decides that there's something that literally can't wait, you know, four minutes for yeah. you to be able to be able to answer it's like you got to open the door they just yank open the door and they're like <laughs> yeah, can i get on my xbox now i'm like i'm literally naked in the shower like what do you want me to do like is it that important for you to need your xbox right now uh you know i don't remember the madden code words either but so the lady the cleaning lady is there and i'm like i don't know what to do because i'm like if i open the door first of all i'm then completely naked and i'm talking to her and I can already see the headlines. It's like racist white man Clay Travis exposes himself to cleaning lady in his house. But like I'm in the shower and she just walked right in and she's just walking around cleaning. And so then I'm like held hostage in my shower. I'm like, well, what do I do now? I can't leave because if I turn off the uh, turn off the water and get out, like I'm going to step out naked. And then it's like I'm, you know, like uh, exposing myself intentionally to her. And I'm like, how do I end up in this situation? There's going to be a headline all over sports blogs, racist uh, sports uh, sports host Clay Travis exposes himself to a uh, minority woman in his house. And I'm like, I, I, I don't even know what to do. So finally, I just kind of lean over and I open the door and I'm like, hey, I got to get out now. And she just smiles at me and then turns around and walks out. And I'm like, do I have the biggest cleaning lady pervert of all time? Like, is she doing this everywhere? Like, there's just, like, this is her move? She might be. She just walks right in on people in the shower and just pretends to clean like there's nothing out of the ordinary? She was sizing you up, man. I know. I felt like I needed to get a little bit of blood flow down there. I didn't want to be taking a cold shower for sure. It's like, I don't know about you guys, but when I go through the metal detector, you know, and you have to stand there and, like, you know, like, hold your hands both up and everything else, I feel like there should be a little blood flow for my x-ray. Like, I don't want to be going through like it was, uh, you know, I just got out of uh, a swimming pool and it was 10 degrees in the swimming pool. I don't know what they see on that on that screenshot. I want to give them a little bit of a show. 
And so I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be, you know, a turtle hiding in a shell here when I got a, a show that's going on. These are things I think about. So anyway, uh, so far I've, do- I've dodged the, uh, the Me Too movement, but at any moment there might be a head uh, front page story about me having the gall to come out of my shower in my house. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Petros Papadakis about this. I bet that he's found himself in a similar situation. He's also usually topless. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
at the old P on Twitter, AM five seventy LA Sports. What's the mood today, Petros? How you feeling? I'm okay. Uh, I'm here at my house, like always, and we have the Dodgers starting on Thursday, just like a lot of major cities around the U.S. and some smaller ones have Major League Baseball, which is pretty cool. And that's uh, other than that, we argue about football all the time, and that's what's going on. What's the vibe you think on? So it is very positive that uh, that Major League Baseball is going to be back. Now you have said for a long time until the fans are back, and until the full sort of panoply of uh, of uh, of other aspects of the game, whether it's uh, fans being back, ushers, you know, Dodger dogs, peanuts, everything else. Until that happens, you're not going to feel like we're back to normal. But at least the pregame show guy gets paid now, though. Yeah, right. Like, uh, but do you feel a little bit like it's a back to normalcy event when you're getting bumped and moved around for Dodger games again? I certainly am getting moved around. We started two again today, and the schedule is different. I mean, Dodger games start at seven ten. That's kind of like like when church starts at the St. Patrick's Cathedral kind of thing. It's a pretty set-in-stone deal, and that's not when they're starting now. They're starting at 640, and then TV will move it around a little bit more. And then we have these weird Clipper preseason games, which we never used to air, but we air now because people have a hunger for live sports. And whether they experience them on the radio or watch them on TV, at this point, Clay, where – People like us thought that we would have fans in the stadium at this point. If you probably asked me off the air in April or May, I'd say I thought we'd be able to pull it off, but that's not the case. We just have cutouts of weirdo people who are disproportionate to the chairs, and that's okay, too. I, I am, uh, I, they, the thing broke me. I am, I'm okay with the no fans. I'll 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 take it. However, I'll take it if it's robots playing. My God, Clay, I've been watching F1. <laughs> I think. I mean, the positive now is and no one so- ever beats this guy Lewis Hamilton ever. He wins every race. I, I I don't. I've heard the name Lewis Hamilton, but I had no idea that he was that dominant. So August and September, we're gonna have more sports on television than has ever existed. Right, literally in the history of American sports, because we're making up for everything that we missed in March and April and May and and June and everything else. What do you think? And everybody basically is going to be back. And so now the focal point has moved to the only sport basically in America that hasn't announced that they are coming back, which is uh, college football. What do you think is going to happen in college football? Well, I don't know how much you and I have talked about this. I think last week we talked about something else entirely. We talked about, which we'd still need to get to, you getting... Uh, I don't want to... You get okay. dunked on by, uh, by I'm forgetting his name now, Jeff Goldblum. That is sad. Uh, you know, I've been watching... Jeff Goldblum has been coming on these Apartments.com ads. I've been watching Yellowstone, uh, which is the Kevin Costner uh, uh, movie. I mean, not movie, television show. Neo-Western. Neo-Western is a good way of putting it. And it's really pretty good. And I'm almost caught up. I'm into season three, so I'm just a couple episodes behind. So I'm going to start watching it every Sunday now to finish out season three. Uh, but uh, but it, every commercial break almost is an Apartments.com ad with the boy who stole the man, the man who stole your girl, Jeff Goldblum. Well, I, you know that's that's overstating it, I think a little bit. But I did see Goldblum 
in Jurassic Park the other day. Oh, yeah, shirt on button. It's amazing. Yeah, and I was like, you know, Goldblum's pretty good looking. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's, he's odd looking, but then again, so am I. So, is he the best-looking scientist to ever – male scientist? Because there's always, like, a hot female scientist in every movie, it feels like. But is he the best-looking male scientist that has ever existed? Oh, no cinema? way. Who's hotter? Well, just that guy in the sex show on HBO probably better looking. There was a whole slew of scientists having sex that are better looking than Goldblum. What's, what's this, what, what, what show did I miss on HBO where they were all having sex? Some history of sex show where the doctor was studying sex. Oh, Kinsey? Kinsey? No, it wasn't that one, but you could argue that Liam Neeson, who played that guy, is a hotter scientist than Goldblum. Oh, no. no, Goldblum just dunks on Well, Liam Neeson is notoriously uh, endowed. Oh, is that true? Dude, where are you from? You don't know these things? No, I didn't know about Liam Neeson's penis. Yeah, it's huge. Wow. It's like a vacuum. Really? You know, I did know that uh, John Hamm supposedly has a, a large penis. Well, look at his name. That's right. Kind of giving it away. Anyway, uh, as far as college football goes, Clay, <laughs> I do not know where we're going. I think we'll have a start. I think it'll be probably late September or early October type of start. But we won't move to the spring. That's a non-starter because the NFL's not going to move. And college has to hold hands with the NFL. That's just how it has to be. We did in this area in California move, and we had the commissioner on yesterday, move high school football and all the fall sports into the winter where they will start December, January and try to get two months in and be done in, uh, in early March. Which is interesting. What do you? And, th- yeah. What do you think about that in general? Because I've seen. Well, I that- think that that's not that bad of a deal. Because if there's kids that I mean, and look, high school football, the majority of high school football is not played for the guys that we talk about in sports talk radio, right? It's played for guys that are going to play high school football, and that's going to be the last time they wear a football uniform. That's right. That that's why it exists. The guys that are going on to college usually don't need their senior year anymore as far as like I was a guy who needed his senior year was different you could get recruited off a senior year back when I was a player but now competition for scholarships is so high that usually you'll be ignored if you only explode your senior year so a lot of those guys aren't going to play or have a decision to make and they'll go early entry into college uh, many of them if they can graduate and that's okay. It just opens up opportunity for other kids to have a high school football experience where they play more. And they can get it done early enough in the school year, in the second semester, so to speak, where they can get their recruiting trips and, and do all that stuff if college adjusts itself just a little bit. So I don't mind that idea. The, the thing that is frustrating about college football that I try to temper people with, Clay, is you have to remember we love the sport because of its incongruity. We love the sport because it's like a lopsided triangle. Difference in schedules, different conferences, regional tribalism, arguments about the West Coast versus the this area, the South versus the Midwest. It is a quagmire. That's why we love it. It's not uniform like a league. It doesn't really have a governing body. 
And that's going to cause trouble for us this year. There's no doubt about it. And ultimately, what I think will end up happening is the Power Five is going to have to kind of break off like its own continent and set their own set of rules and kind of take the NFL's lead. However, the NFL figures out how to do this once they get in the building and go forward that way. Because I don't know if they're going to be able to drag the central Michigans of the world along with them, if you know what I'm saying. Have you heard anything? I mean, you usually call college football games. Uh, and for for instance, I think this is public, but if it's not, uh, I, I'm breaking news here, but I think this is already well known. But a while back, they decided for baseball, hey, the team that is at home is going to show up and they will call the game. So right. you know, the Dodgers, for instance are going to have the Dodgers home announcers, but they're not going to go on the road like they usually would. Well, they'll always be in the stadium. That's right. So whether or not there's a game there, they're calling it from there because yeah. that's going to be their call center, which yeah. is a which is interesting. Good. The Angels are doing it, I think, from a TV truck outside the stadium Yeah. Uh, right now. So it's all a little – everybody's got their own vibe. Yeah. Uh, have you heard what would happen for calling college football games? Would you guys like call it remotely or would you be physically still traveling and going to games if they're occurring? Well, as I am like many Americans and need to make a living if it's uh, available, I told them a couple of weeks ago when we talked, they just keep kicking it down the road right. because they don't know. So they said late July, and now they say early August, and they'll probably say late August because we can't have a schedule until there's a schedule. So no one knows. Also, I live in Los Angeles, which is helpful because Fox is here or in in Charlotte, which is where the only two places you could really call a game remotely for Fox unless they set up a truck or something outside like the Angels are doing. But what's the difference from being in a truck with 20 people than being in a booth with five? I I don't know. Uh, I told them I will run the sideline like a, like a clown uh, for people back in studio and just be the only guy there and get tested like the camera people and all that. Yep. I told them I'll go and just do my normal job and train somebody and do a three-man booth. I told him I would do it from the studio. I'll, I'll do it from me. I'll go to a bubble. I'll do whatever has You will to be show done. up wherever you are asked to show up. Correct. I don't – and that doesn't mean I'm super comfortable. That just means I have to make a living like, like most everybody else. But I do think that they'll figure it out and have a very solid – and I'm not just saying this because I work at Fox. I saw how they put NASCAR together. Yep when everybody else was reeling and I thought they did an unbelievable job in explaining to the viewers exactly how they were doing it and what was being done. And I thought it was, uh, uh, just to get the broadcast on the air and who was bringing it to you and where they all were was really, really, really cool and informative. And I expect nothing less with baseball and, and with uh, football when it, when it comes, let's go back to Joel, Jeff Goldblum. Um, you wanted to say Joel Klatt. Uh, yeah. Joel never. Joel was married when we met. Thank God. Uh, Joel is a good-looking guy, though. If he had wanted to steal a girl from you, he probably could have. Well, if you like that look. If you like the, you know. I mean, if you're going for me, you probably aren't into Joel Klatt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We probably don't overlap a lot. 
I still think the cruelest thing that anybody at Fox ever did was put you and me on with Joel and Brady and Matt Leiner. Do you remember that? We were all in the group together. Well, I mean, I don't know about you. I played football like those guys. Yeah, well, at least you're a football player, but you're also Quasimodo-like compared to... You know, uh, that's not cool, Clay. I could start attacking your appearance. (laughs) I put you in my category. Uh, I have more uh, in common with you than I do with Brady Quinn. I'm not a pretty boy quarterback, but those three guys are also extremely different people, although they are uh, attractive. Yes. Well, yes, they're very different people. Um, but uh, but back to uh, back to your guy, Jeff Goldblum. So I take Brady Quinn to yoga with me. Oh, did you really? Oh, all the time. When when I do that, uh, every once in a while, I do sideline for his crew. Yep. And how was he as like a, a yoga as a yoga guy? Great. Yeah. Uh, Brady Quinn is an unbelievable specimen of an athlete. Yes. I mean, he is six six or some six five. 260, 250, with a giant horse head. <laughs> and he can move, man. I mean, he is a stud. He will get up at 5 in the morning and do yoga with me and call a game in the middle of the day. He does not care. He is a star. He'll go to a hot room with a bunch of uh, wacky chicks in the Santa Clara and just get it cracking. Well, the truth of the matter is, Brady Quinn looks like Superman. Like, if you had to pick a pro athlete to play Superman, could you do better than Brady Quinn? Uh, probably. Garoppolo? Dean Kane. Yeah, Dean Kane is retired now. I'm talking about a current – well, I guess Brady Quinn's retired too. And but, he was a pro athlete. Yeah, Dean Kane. I mean, and he actually played Superman. Right. So you you already out argued yourself. Yeah, well, I think uh, Dean Kane has been out of the game. Uh, Brady's for a while. head is too big. You think his it, head's look, too big? He look like his head's like a spotlight. I mean, it looks like a balloon. Uh, it fits his body, but I mean, he dwarfed everybody else. I'd say Juggernaut, the comic book character. Vince Vaughn is Superman. a big guy, and he doesn't dwarf everybody else on the shows. Who? Vince Vaughn. He's pretty tall. He's like 6'5". He, yeah. Did you hear about this, by the way, the, the big debate we had? I feel like you would be able to weigh in on this. This is several years ago now. Uh, we were at the uh, Super Bowl in Houston. Uh, I was with my wife. And, you know, it's crowded. It's a party. You would hate it. It was like uh, there was a band performing. I don't even remember who the band was. Well, you and, know why that I'm not there. I, yeah. I, there's nothing worse to me. You there, hate no being at the Super Bowl. You hate being around people. Uh all, all of this is understood, but I'm coming around a corner and it's crowded and, you know, people are trying to dodge and I cut, turn the corner and it's Vince Vaughn and Vince Vaughn and I come face to face and Vince Vaughn like gives me a dap and like nods at me as if he knows who I am. And then we move <laughs> on, right. And so, uh, so we keep moving and my wife was there with me and she saw it and I'm like, did you see Vince Vaughn? Like he totally acknowledged me as if he knew me. And my wife said, that's because you look like every single person who works in Hollywood. You are a brown haired white guy with a beard. He just thinks that you're somebody else. And I was like, no, no, I think Vince Vaughn acknowledged me. I think he knows who I am. So we had a big debate. Do you think Vince Vaughn knew me or do you think he just thought that I was some Hollywood guy and he vaguely recognized him and he's like oh I'm just going to pretend that I know this guy 
Well, I think he bought Lane Kiffin's house. Oh, he's, I think he's a pretty big college football fan. Yeah, he's out there in Manhattan Beach. That's now, right. I don't know Vince Vaughn. Uh, I've seen him around. Uh, I, when I was in college, they came, him and John Favreau, before the movie came out. Oh, Swingers. Yes. Swingers. And it was amazing. They showed it to you where? At, at a theater at USC. At, can you, at a, wait, hold on. Can you come back? We need to unpack this story, and I need to get oh, your God. opinion on whether or not Vince Vaughn knows who I am. I'll, I'll get into it. I, I think I can. I think I can add some perspective, some color and perspective. All right. Well, that's good. Because um, if you couldn't, I was going to call Jeff Goldblum. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.